bring this closer. Hello. Welcome to Us Only Younger. My name is Pam, and I am very excited to introduce you to someone special, and her name is Laura Chang. Laura has worked many roles in technology in the areas of data analytics, cybersecurity, mobile development, user experience, quality assurance, and business intelligence. She currently works as a transformation program director in several areas, including slash pharmaceutical supply chain, automotive connected technologies, semiconductors, telecom, and security operations. In her spare time, just saying that makes me laugh because I just don't imagine you have any spare time, Laura. She is an instructor and teaches and is also an advisor to Collin College in the area of cybersecurity and data analytics. Her lightsaber leadership principles maximize revenue, achieve strategic business objectives, and create a galactic customer service. I just, just the way those words are put together are phenomenal. She has a BA in communication from the University of Houston, and she's earned her MBA from the University of Texas at Arlington. And her purpose, passion, and persistence help teams flow better. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Pam. So great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to see you. It's I great know, to see too. you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I, I kind of feel like some of the people who actually know me are kind of sitting back saying, I hope she doesn't ask me, but but I'm coming. So just no way. You know. I'm excited. Uh, I'm so honored. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. So we're going to get started. So I want to know about little Laura. Tell me what you were like as a child and kind of what you were into. Well, as a child, uh, if you ask my parents, they probably told me I was probably born sort of a uh, a bit bossy, <laughs> uh, or a little bit maybe um, sort of rebel, you know, like a rebel and mm -hmm. uh, very energetic. Um, so that was just like me naturally, you know, as a kid. Uh, but yeah. then at some point, you know, it's like I, I started to become really sensitive and aware of things. So, for example, like when I was in kindergarten, we had a teacher. Uh, by the way, you know, I grew up in the States, but my parents brought me here at a very young age uh, from Korea where I was born. Okay. Uh, so, so the instructor, you know, she would tell a group of us Asian kids, you know, you can only speak English in the classroom. And I think that made some of my classmates feel very, uh, you know, insecure about their identity. Wow. Uh, planted a seed in me as well. But, you know, I was like, well, I don't care. All right, fine. You want me to speak English in a class? I'll do that. But... When I go home, <laughs> right. know, I'm speaking Korean to me, and that helps kind of catapult me uh, serving as an interpreter and translator pretty much throughout my life. Um, okay. Uh, but, you know, as a kid, I generally liked school. You know? Okay. I think everybody has their ups and downs, but, uh, you know, generally. But I, you know, there were some subjects that I really, really liked or really disliked. <laughs> it was like no middle ground for me. <laughs> well, tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of funny. I gravitated towards like the history subjects. Okay. I liked stories. I, you know, it's so history was all about stories. It's mm -hmm. all about lessons learned, that kind of thing. So anything okay. that had to do with history, those were the subjects that I liked the best. <laughs> all right. And the ones you dislike, we're not going to let you off the hook that easy. I tell know, me something right? we didn't like. I, I disliked um, some of my math. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking if I had to go back and I was allowed to redo my life, 
Mm -hmm. Maybe what I would do is tell my teachers, you know, if you created some kind of history lesson around math, like, hey, let's talk about how the Egyptians built the pyramids and let's talk about geometry, I'd probably be super stoked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, just throwing the numbers at you wasn't very appealing. I, I share that with you, Laura. I Please get me through, you know. Okay. <laughs> so now, as you kind of gravitated and, and moved up and kind of got through elementary school, middle school, and even to high school, at that point, do you recall if there was something you felt like you wanted to be or what were you thinking about maybe going to college, wanting to be an X, Y, or Z? You know, I I didn't have a whole lot of direction in terms of like, uh, you know, X, Y, Z per se. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. one thing I just started to be aware of, um, I think I shared this with you in my bio, was like sometime in high school, you know, parents just started coming up to me and asking me to tutor their kids. And I was like, are you? Uh -huh. Lee, are you? <laughs> why? <laughs> you have all these other people who are like Ivy League educated. Why come to me? I'm not. I'm not that great in school. I'm not that smart. I don't know. These some are like. I don't know. You. I think you'd get along with my kids. Mm. And they were right. I did get along with uh, kids very mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And I figured stuff out just like mm -hmm. on my own, like how to make things fun, mm -hmm. how to get people interested, mm -hmm. and how to get people to relate. So. Okay. I think that's how I eventually gravitated towards teaching, you know, part-time as a sort of uh, parallel career. No, I can, I can definitely see that. And I know how you said, like, you would think the Ivy League kids, you'd want them to tutor, but not everybody has the personality or the communication skills or the way to not speak at people versus just sharing yeah. information. And I'm pretty sure that's why they chose you because I've never felt in anywhere I've heard you speak or talk where you you made the person who you were speaking to feel a certain kind of way or, you know, how come you don't know this or any of that. So yeah, I, I can easily see why they would gravitate towards you, Laura. Wow. You know, I'm making note of that. So I continue to mm -hmm. uh, make sure I'm always respecting the other person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I first entered university, not really knowing, you know, what I should do with my life, I knew I wanted to do something that had to do with languages though. So, okay chose foreign service as my first, uh, but I only attended that school for a couple of years and went back and, and like I said, graduated from the University of Houston. Mm -hmm. But communications was like the next uh, best thing. Okay. Uh, you now again, it included that language and like communications element. Um, but I, I found another outlet. At some point I became a diplomat of the South Korean government wow. and with the U.S. State Department and mm -hmm. kind of like had that outlet on maybe like the nonprofit side. So mm -hmm. language skills and diplomacy and things like that there. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember when I was in college and I was looking at the majors and when I saw communications, I didn't really know what that meant you would be. It was like, are you going to go work at the newspaper? Or are you going to work on TV? I, I, I had a limited view of what communications would do it. And I kind of wish that I might have, you know, looked at it a little deeper because I think even doing a minor in communications, I think it, it's useful no matter what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, you are so right. All right. So now tell me how you, you got out of school and you started working. So were there any moments where you were working one job and you thought, Oh my God, this is awful. Please get me out of here. And maybe someone tapped you on the shoulder and said, Hey, you would be good at X. How did you sort of pivot into you know, that the 27 areas that I mentioned in your bio uh, in technology and semiconductors, telecom security, yeah. and particularly I'm interested in cybersecurity because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm really curious to find out how someone gets there. 
Uh, those are great questions, Pam. I'll tell you what. Um, when I was first starting out, you know, in my career, you mm -hmm. know, I was working at public relations, marketing, communications, those types of jobs. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, I have to admit they didn't pay the best, but it wasn't like I was trying to get out of it per se. But mm -hmm. it was just when a friend kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I work at, um, you know, XYZ company. Uh, you know, and it's technology. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm the last person who knows anything about technology. He said, but you know what, your personality and just the way you communicate, mm -hmm. we, have, we have an opening for a project manager and I think you'd really do well. And I was like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay. Hiring manager. And I was like, okay. So I did, I mm -hmm. got an interview and talked to the hiring manager. And I, 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 the first thing I do when people are looking for certain skill sets and I don't have it, I'll tell them, Hey, I'm not the guru in, you know, X, Y, Z. But a lot of times they'll tell me, no, we've got plenty of engineers. That's not what we need. Mm -hmm. We need someone who could take that information that the technology communicate that to different stakeholders and make sure everybody's on the same page. You know what? I think you can do that. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I think so. And I learned that, you know, learning all things technology wasn't that hard. And right. I, again, for someone who's not the smartest person in the room, it's like, okay, if I can do this and I can communicate that out and get people, you know, working together, mm -hmm. um, I, yeah, I think I could, I could do this. And so from there, I, you know, eventually landed here in the DFW area to work mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. project management, program management. And then, you know, in those different roles, I eventually learned uh, when I had a hiatus from the tech world, I worked mm -hmm. at a retail bank for a short period, um, kind of like in between uh, jobs kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I know it's like a complete 180 degree turn, but uh, they it was more like a sales role. And again, mm -hmm. I was recruited into that from a, a team. They wanted to create a Korean speaking dream team, so to speak, to really reach out to the small business community of okay. Koreans. Mm -hmm. I learned some sales skills there and things like that. And at first I didn't take it very seriously, but one thing I learned was questions, asking mm -hmm. questions, really digging deep and trying to understand the needs of the customers. And I realized as a consultant, that is the core mm -hmm. of everything that I do. And in order to serve my clients, you know, asking really good questions, really taking an interest, really listening, digging deep, and also understanding what is it that I can take off their plates. That's how I was able to kind of weave in those different types of experiences. And there's that one common thread. It's that taking something from point A to point B, literally translating just as you would from one language to another, mm. but meeting people where they are in their situation, yeah. taking for example, like when I, you know, helped my parents understand what I did for a living in telecom, I helped them understand like the internet is like, you don't see it, but it's kind of like the freeway system. Mm. I helped them understand like the congestion part, you know, how it would be like, you know, rush hour traffic, things like that. And I was surprised to see like people, my parents age and their friends just like, oh, that's fascinating. Oh, that's pretty cool. And they understood what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. so, that's what I do, I think, in a day-to-day -day in the business world. You know, mm -hmm. I take concepts and things that people are doing, help bridge the gaps, bring people together on the same page. And really, I do that, you know, a, a lot of listening, a lot of asking questions, and also just caring. I, mm, okay. One wow. of my teachers, yeah, that's one of the things he told me. He goes, you know, Laura, 
I've noticed you really care. And that really stuck with me. You know, people can feel that, Laura, because having also done project management before I moved into the agile space, um, you said the word communicate three times. And so that I caught that because I was like, well, you majored in communication. So naturally, you're going to be great at this because you've learned all the tricks of the trades. Plus, I feel like you have that empathy where if you see someone struggling or in pain or you or you you see they don't know what to do, you just you have that way of making people feel comfortable and feeling like you're there to help. Don't worry, I'm going to help you. It's all going to be fine. And that could put people at ease, reduce the stress. And then you, like you said, you ask the questions and help them get from A to B. So, wow, it sounds like a perfect fit for you and your personality. Right, right. And like you, Pam, uh, you know, uh, you know, year, a few years ago, being introduced to the Agile framework, mm-hmm. I really like plunged myself into it and really embraced it because I was like, now I can put a name to what I've been doing all along. This oh, is- okay. I mean, it, yes, it's in the world of you know agility, and so now you know having worked as agile coach, and mm-hmm. even even if I'm a you know my job description may technically be program manager or project manager, really there are you know a lot of companies are embracing agile, and I become their de facto agile coach. Sometimes right. having the job description of agile coach, and mm-hmm. so uh, people again, naturally gravitate towards me. I, I think it's that trust and the okay. um, rapport that I'm able to build up. Um, they, they'll come to me as if I'm, sometimes I wonder like their counselor, you know, they'll mm-hmm. yep. open up and just the floodgates of, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, Laura, here's all my dear Abby, you know, <laughs> dear Laura. Right. <laughs> um, and I really enjoy that coaching aspect and helping especially leadership Mm-hmm. Uh, and my peers, you know, like Agile is not a religion. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, some kind of um, ritual because mm-hmm. a lot of people call them ceremonies. You know, we call them mm-hmm. ceremonies. And and I try to help people understand, you know, again, bringing in what they already understand mm-hmm. to what we could do, what is possible, mm-hmm. right. and helping them. We're already doing this aspect of mm-hmm. getting to be more agile. Right. In order to get there, you know, we can do a little bit more of this and just mm-hmm. giving people ideas and just getting their creative, you know, juices flowing. Yeah, no, I, I can I can so see that being just the perfect match for you. And, and I think one of the biggest lessons I learned when I started to do agile coaching, I thought that I had to solve all the problems. So I was really worried because, you know, my mentor, I think that's where I, I met you when we yeah. were in a Nigel class yeah. and his brain is super big. And I thought, okay, I'm not getting there, y'all. There's just no way I can pack all that information in my head. And then having had someone coach me, you know, they helped me realize, guess what? You don't have to solve the problems. Right. You just have to help them solve their problems. Because they actually, if you talk to them long enough, they kind of know what to do, but they're not necessarily right there to do it yet. So by, like you say, asking questions, trying to help them assist them and and, and getting them there, it is, is so powerful because if, you become the the one answerer and the fixer. Then right. what are you gonna What are they gonna do when you leave? Uh, what, Pam's not here anymore. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Anybody have her cell phone number? <laughs> you know, yes. big time. Not only that, but I also I think people, you know, when especially people who have been at a company um, very long, mm-hmm. start to feel maybe threatened and mm-hmm. oh what's going to happen to my job if this person has all the answers and they go to him or her. Yes. That's a great point. Um, 
And and I think one of the things that I like to embrace um, about this whole uh, process we're in is that the goal is to actually work yourself out of the role. So they don't need you there telling or coaching them anymore that they can do it on their own. Um, And I think for some of the old school thoughts, they feel like as long as you're there, they're fine. And as soon as you leave, all hell is going to break loose. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. You you have autonomy. You guys know what to do now. So go do it. You know, have faith that you you, you can handle whatever comes your way. So, you know, I I feel like the world of agility, I, I really resonate with it because it's almost like a discipleship, you know? Oh, Um, wow. Okay. You know, we, we help each other and, you know, we're there for each other, but at some point it's like, Hey, it's your turn now. It's your turn to pay it forward kind of thing. Mm. So I think it's really powerful. And, and then the next person will have thought of new things. Mm -hmm. And then the next person after that, and, you know, there's a lot of um, inspiration and creativity and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, the um, the PDCA cycle just at work, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So um, I'm going to have a couple more questions for you. One I want to talk about, I don't think this is on our, our standard uh, questions. Sometimes I skip this one, but I, I love to ask, and I do this in interviews, ask about a time where you made a decision that wasn't right, or we'll call it a failure, um, where somehow we something happened and you were somehow involved with leading the folks or yourself in that direction and then what you learned from that and maybe if you could go back and do something different what would you do yeah that's a great question uh, I, it's like there's so many i'm like which one <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> it's like okay here there's so many. One. <laughs> i don't believe that but go ahead give me one <laughs> um let's see um gosh Seriously, it's like, oh, and do you want it to be like fairly recent or does it have to? <laughs> this is your show. You pick it. You decide what you want to share. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, um, let's see. And does it have to? Well, I don't think I've ever made uh, a, a, such a, an egregious like thing that costs like too much money. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um yeah, I'm really, I'm really trying to think uh, of, a, of a time where it's like that—that that would be really relevant, you know, like in the business world. Because I could think of a lot, like personally. <laughs> well, you could even pick where maybe you took on a role or a job that wasn't really right for you, and then you realize, okay, I need to change because this is not the environment I want to be, or what I need to do, or this doesn't okay. really resonate with me. That helps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So recently, in recent years, maybe you know, last handful. Uh, I did get into a certain role. Um, mm-hmm. So, for example, I was ready for the role personally because mm-hmm. the company, when they told me that they needed like a, a business analyst, mm-hmm. uh, although uh, the the particular business analyst role is not, first of all, it's not necessarily my forte, uh, nor is it like my biggest passion. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, I'm up for the challenge and for what they needed. I thought, okay, because I like to do things differently sometimes. Sure. Thought, oh, can definitely help. Well, when I got into the role, um, it was a lot more like uh, traditional, uh, huge requirements, and but then they wanted it to be somewhat agile, and so it was like copy and pasting it to Jira, the 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 huge requirements list. I know I can. <laughs> you guys can't see my face, but I'm just like cringing when she's talking. Go ahead. You can't, you've seen this. I've I've done this. Are you kidding? Yes. yes. So, yeah. I was. 
have you seen those giffies where the little puppies or the kitties are kind of doing, you know, huh? mm -hmm. yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> what do you want again? Right. Yeah. That was me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and I, you know, I tried to do my usual, um, asking questions and trying to understand how I can help them kind of thing. And I realized, um, wow. Yeah. This is not going to work out. They were four years, not four months, four mm -hmm. years behind schedule. And uh, the way they were approaching things was not right. Now, I've talked to a number of people. They agreed with me about how the approach was not quite. So I just had to say, yeah, you know, this is this is not what I expected. Um, so, of course, I had to then, you know, of course, you know, very shortly into the role, um, mm -hmm. you know, look for another uh, role that I thought was more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that melted more with my uh, background. Yeah, because that particular role, and I, I spoke to a number of people, and I did try though, and there mm -hmm. were a lot of people who did agree with me, but the the culture was just mm -hmm. one of those command and control, top to bottom kind of thing. Gotcha. And in theory, they liked what I was saying, but. There again, it went back to those, you know, some people who were very um, attached to their roles, and so what? What? In one of those situations, it's just one of those things where it's like instead of fighting and you know, uh, you know, tearing teams apart, the best thing to do is, you know, if there are people who want to stay within that role and, and it works for them, mm -hmm. I need to move on. Yeah. So. Um, it turned out for the better because then that allowed me to move on to a role that I had previously been turned down for. Oh, wow. Look at that. But that was, a, yeah, I was really bummed when I was turned down the first time mm -hmm. because they came looking for me. So mm. it turned out so it, the, the timing worked out where it was mm -hmm. like, okay, this wasn't working out for me, but then this other role came in mm -hmm. and, you know, lo and behold. Yeah. That's so. Awesome. Yeah, sometimes it's great when things don't work out. It, it, you know, not having good feedback and not, you know, being told that your approach is either wrong or just, you know, sometimes it's the right approach at the wrong time. Right. It's the wrong approach. So, yeah. What is it they say? Sometimes a no is a not now or not yet, right? Exactly. That is so awesome. I, you know, I love the karma stories and things coming back around. That's uh but one of my passion. Mm -hmm. But just because it was a no there didn't mean that it was a no everywhere else. That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, you know, Uncle Nigel, sometimes I cry on his shoulders because there have been instances where there are things I have wanted to do and I wasn't able to do. Mm. And, you know, he says stuff like they don't deserve you. <laughs> oh, that's what I don't love worry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's all right. You, your future's bright. Don't worry. So it, it's always nice to have someone in your corner who, uh, who you respect their opinion and judgment and 75% feel they're probably right about what they say. So, um, so, you know, we are closing um, this month, which is national women's history month. And, you know, I've tried to mostly interview women on my podcast, but I'm curious, I don't know if where you are, if the companies have some way of celebrating or if you're aware of any fun events or maybe something you decided to start doing just to commemorate the time. Do you have anything you could share with us? Well, I think I've spent my entire life celebrating women, especially people like my mother. Uh -huh. She's been a huge influence. You know, whenever we talk about our mothers, you know, mm -hmm. I, everybody can, you know, relate. Um, 
that yeah, my entire life I think has just been celebrating my mother, my sister, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aunts, you know, people like that. So, um, you know, I I just try to keep that in my mind. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think I should start doing some celebrations, and I think about another couple of weeks or so, I'm gonna have like a spa day. Would you like oh. to? Join? Oh my gosh! Did you say spa? <laughs> spa. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to find some time on my calendar because you know I've. I've I, part of my self-care ritual for this year is to get massages. So every two weeks I go and get an hour hot stone massage. Oh my gosh, it's life changing. And, you know, at first I thought I need to get these every week. And it's like, no, because usually after a week, you're not quite to the point where you feel like you've got to kind of work out those kinks, but you know, it's every two weeks and I go in and, you know, I have it set up where I walk in the door, they check me in, I go in the back, they've already checked me out. So when I come out, I just walk out the door. (laughs) Like I'm out, I'm in the car. And I I have to tell you, I used to feel like I spent a lot of time motion or a lot of part of my time in pain, Laura. Yeah. And I never really, you know, said that or recognized this. I just got used to taking ibuprofen or icing or whatever the case. And now I'm at a point where I don't have to do that anymore. And it's just stunning to me that, you know, if I, you know, you do the checks, how are you feeling? I feel pretty good. And, you know, you're waiting for the shoe to drop like, oh, no, I'm in a lot of pain, but it's not coming. And I'm just so grateful. Whatever it is that's happening that's allowing me to not have the kind of pain I used to, I'm just really grateful for it. Bravo. I applaud you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I have so much enjoyed speaking with you. I'm going to have to bring you back. We're going to have to come come up with some other questions that we can speak to. But, yes, I'm I'm all about the spa day. So you just let me know when. And I will find a way. I'll tell my son, mommy's got to go to spa day. She'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> Thank love you very much. I would love to do that. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for having me, Pam. This has been a wonderful learning journey. I really appreciate Thank it. It's Thank been you. It's, it's been just all of my pleasure and honor. Thank you so much. Thank you.